the manhole cover basically was what was happening for a mediation project. And this guy, little old guy walked past me and uh, he said, and he noticed, you know, I have short hair, shaved sides. That's what I looked like at the time as well in the hard hat. So I get mistaken for a guy all the time when I was on site. And he was like, oh, you're a woman. And I was like, yeah. And he said, um, oh, what are you doing this job for? Wouldn't you much rather work in a shoe shop? Oh, <laughs> I was like, this was like the worst thing to say to me ever. But everyone around me, my whole team, there was probably about 10, 15 people there, all just thought it was absolutely hilarious. There was no sort of like, actually, that's she's in charge of the site. She, you know, if she says this happens and this happens, there was no sort of like jumping to, uh -huh. to sort of, yeah, to, to reinforce who I was in that situation. So I think that's almost what companies need is that firstly to understand your privilege. And if those, any one of those guys on site had gone, you know, <laughs> mate, but actually, you know, and then you know, put some elevation between you know about who I was. Um, then that would you know, it would, I think it would affect everyone. Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender, and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, chefs, stories and give advice we've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am really excited to welcome Kat Parsons to the podcast this week. Kat is Head of Diversity, Inclusion and Belonging for ISS UK and Ireland, a thought leader who has experience driving company-wide cultural change and inclusion where all colleagues feel they belong. Kat is responsible for the strategic oversight of the ISS employee resource group structure, as well as supporting the ERGs globally. With a diversity and inclusion budget, Kat is responsible for the creation and execution of the company's DNI campaigns, which include International Women's Men's Day, Pride Month, November, Black History Month, as well as a big focus on events online with abilities, generations and age and veterans. Kat's passion and drive for change led her to create the ISS Menopause Awareness Project, which has won various awards and Kat has been shortlisted for the Inspiring Women in HNS Award. So what an introduction. Um, I just, I mean, there's loads we can talk about just in there. I definitely want to talk about menopause, but I just wanted to start with a little congratulations to, because I know you've also just been uh, recently shortlisted at the DEI Tech Awards for Head yes. of Diversity and Inclusion. How exciting. I know, very exciting, yes. Um, yeah, we've actually been nominated for four different awards for that one, which is uh, which is wow. fantastic. So hopefully. How does, it, how does it feel to be recognized for the work that you're doing? I it's um I think it's a, a long time coming I feel again I'm quite new to this industry I'm quite new I'm three years into um facilities management I've only been in my my uh, diversity inclusion role for 12 months almost so um it's always sort of been something that's bolted on the side of my career not my actual career so so to, to actually get some sort of recognition for that uh, as my day-to-day -day job is is brilliant amazing I did want to ask you about that then so throughout your whole career has diversity equity equality inclusion always been um a strong factor 
in your um, career and now it's sort of the main the main job i think it's been lacking actually i think it's the exact opposite um my the beginning of my career was uh in environmental consultancy so um, a lot of oil and gas automotive you know obviously very male dominated environments and um there was a lot of you know a, a number of females at the same sort of level as i was in terms of sort of supervising uh, works on site but all of the teams were male the you know the guys in the office were male you know everywhere i went it was it was men so um actually it was very lacking in terms of even basics from like toilet facilities on site horrendous um you know really having to work hard to get that respect you know that you were the person turning up on site in charge of the works and there'd be this sort of drop of the face that oh no they've sent a woman you know this is going to take forever she's going to be all picky so you had to almost have that elevator pitch of uh you know here, here, here's who i am i'm here to do this job i'm trained and competent to do it you know get that cross in in 30 seconds throw a few swear words in to make sure you're included and then um and then you were you know you were sort of left to get on with the job and you know sort of fit in with with the rest of the team on site so so it, it very much was lacking but as i sort of moved through my career i realized you know how important it is to feel included and it gets the best out of everyone if you feel included and you belong in a business you'll go above and beyond you know for that for that company um and again, it's best for your career and, and best for them. But you know, the fact that was lacking, I think that's something that I've been striving to to rectify for quite some time. And now I'm in this position, I can do that. So yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like you recognise that, that there's a need for it, and it's almost like you store it away, don't you? And you think, you know, this has to change in the future. So to make that then, based on your experiences, to make that you know such a, a strong point in your career now is really exciting. It's funny because our Women in Property Awards that came up a lot. We had a QS on and. Um, she was saying she'd go on site and she'd be like where's the ladies and they'd look at her blankly like uh what the what yeah <laughs> no, that's the special toilet or the store cupboard or you know, oh awful awful crazy so then that leads us on to so you've been in role for 12 months was it a brand new role that that they created for you absolutely yeah so it was it was on the back of the menopause project so i was in health and safety before and i the big focus on health and well-being um and at the time my wife was perimenopausal and we didn't realize at all she'd sort of spent four years very anxious depressed getting at the end of the day and you know i'd say oh i've had a great day i've done this and she'd be like oh another awful day and it was only after you know obviously you know you feel really naive actually it's stupid you know two women you would have thought that we would have kind of gone oh maybe this is the menopause she's you know just you know around the sort of age of 50. Um, but we didn't and so I, I took it into work and basically said you know i'm living with someone who's really struggling and then i looked around the fm business and you know it's, it's there's a lot of women that i do work with and no one was saying anything so so yes yeah, so i did this big campaign um everyone was then talking about it and then this role came up they wanted to sort of you know put some actual focus on it as a business to, to show we were doing something and i got um offered the position i initially said no because yeah because again it's that thing isn't it about you know, I think the whole way through my career, you have to, you know, you feel you have to tick, you know, if there's a list of 10 things, I feel I need to tick at least nine and a half of them to say that I'm competent to do the job. Well, I thought, well, I'm going to be a bit of a one trick pony here. Yeah, okay, I've conquered the <laughs> menopause, so to speak. But, um, but you know, how do you replicate that across all of the dimensions of diversity? That's absolutely massive. So um, it took a little bit of convincing to, you know, that I'd be able to do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were championing me. So yeah, so I, I took the job and uh, I haven't looked back. It's been brilliant it's great that they recognized and sort of pinpointed that they wanted you to do it and well done on being so proactive with like personal experience of the menopause supporting your wife and actually doing something about it and I think it's interesting what you said about you know you you work with a lot of women and no one was sort of talking about it. it's like this taboo thing isn't it it's like periods oh massively 
and it's like why is it so to me like my dad and I were laughing the other day because um on my wedding speech he was like he even mentioned my periods growing up because it was like the running banter of our house because mum and I have bad periods but I love I look back on that and think I'm so lucky that I I could grow up and be so open but people you know close off don't they and don't share um what they're going through at work and it's so important isn't it to like you said at the beginning to be to enjoy your job and be the best at it if you feel sort of supported the other thing I wanted to ask you was I love in your intro um about wanting employees to feel um sort of a sense of belonging that word I think I'm assuming there's a strategic choice for using that word of belonging can you tell us more about that yeah absolutely again it's it's around the fact that you know as a as a as a person in my role you know I can pump diversity into a business I can look at the data and say oh, well, we need more of this and more of that. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is lacking. You know, I can absolutely push, you know, the right buttons in the business to get those people in. The The next piece is around feeling included. Yeah. You know, if you don't feel included, that person's going to be in, in the business for six to 12 months and then they're going to go, this is not for me. I do not fit in this space. And, you know, the, 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 the calculation, I suppose, of that diversity and that inclusion, that's when you feel like you belong. And that is the the magic where, you know, people can have an open conversation. You don't have to ring in sick or I've got a bit of a tummy bug, but actually my period pains are horrendous. Yeah. I always ring in to my boss and say, look, just give me a break today because horrendous period pains. And she'll be like, absolutely fine, not a problem at all. You know, rest up, whatever. You know, yeah. I can do that. I don't have to hide away and say, you know, you, you fabricate, you know, why I'm not on uh, firing at 100%, which is yeah. what I do all the time. So exactly and it's kind of like um being able to be transparent and have those open conversations which i know a lot of organizations people aren't able to do so that's great that you've sort of opened that doorway and and that's interesting what you said about um almost like those people if they're not feeling this sense of belonging that they might leave so companies in a way they need to go through um you know um an equitable recruitment process but i guess it's once they're in position how do how do how do companies make sure that that staff feel like they they belong is there anything you can talk about what you guys specifically do yeah i think there's a lot again diverse inclusion is the the, the rave topic at the minute again <laughs> every business is is employing a head of you know which is fantastic people are realizing they need to take it seriously but it's a little bit like pride washing when it comes to pride month everyone you know emblazes their logos with with pride rainbows and it's great for a month that everyone forgets about it yeah the the key for what i'm trying to do at iss which is working really well is that it's not just a case of you know, having the big pizzazz and, you know, look at the awards we've gone for and, you know, this sort of thing. It's actually taking that and once that person's in the business, it's then giving them that space. So these employee resource groups that have been set up, there's six of them. So everyone has a bit of a space where they can go and either have a vent or they can say, look, I've my experience of coming into the business as someone who's neurodiverse or someone who's gay or someone who's, an you know, older coming in. You know, we've got a lot of people coming back in their sort of 50s, 50s and 60s back into the workplace this is my experience of entering the business and I think you could improve in this way and this way. That's absolutely golden for me. That's the answers are there. So why would you not listen to those people to say, right, if we make these changes in our processes and our procedures and our whatever it is, you've then you know fixed that little problem that, for that person, but it obviously then fixes it for, for others in the same category. So yeah, feedback is so important, isn't it? It's like when companies let employees leave and it's like they don't do a, an exit, like, absolutely, oh, we yeah. need- that data it's like you said a great word it's it's absolute golden isn't it yeah. um so just jumping back to the menopause because i posted something on linkedin about you know the government um not backing um 
not putting the funding behind um, this extra time off for women to support them in menopause. What, what happened at ISS? What, what extra support do women get for that? We've done quite a lot, actually. And I think a lot of it was around just creating that environment where you could say the word menopause first and yeah. foremost a lot again in terms of the you know the data of our business we're, we're in a transition at the minute it is very male dominated in certain areas and certain levels of the business i'm absolutely got a handle of that you know it's not that we're saying as a business we're 57 percent female which is fantastic if you look at it as a statistic but when you break that down in terms of the level of the business and where they're sat we don't have those people in security and infrastructure and engineering you know that's very male dominated still so we're breaking those those barriers down and there's there's work happening to get that gender balance but it was also so again as a woman coming into work to be able to say you know it's, it's the whole effect on your mental health it's on absolutely everything and again for me from a partner point of view it was almost as important to get the topic out there for partners because it affects everyone so being able to get the line managers to have a conversation with someone to say right i understand menopause talk to me you know what do you need what alterations do you need what amendments um, I used to have someone in my team who could never have a call before 10 o'clock in the morning because she just wasn't switched on. And again, she'd say that oh, very openly, don't ring me before 10 o'clock because I'm not alert and wide awake. So it's my job as her line manager. If I saw a, a meeting pop in for eight o'clock in the morning, I'd be like, no, I, you know, so it wasn't that she then had to say, oh, God, I'm going to have to do this meeting at eight o'clock in the morning. I was there to have her back to say, I'm afraid I'm not available at this time. How about half past 10? That's so, so refreshing. Isn't exactly. that amazing? I when I did that post on LinkedIn, a man messaged me actually and just said, Thank you much so much for sharing this. I feel like I need to understand it more to support my wife. And I feel like now I'm reading into it, I can understand what she's going through. And it was like a bit of a light bulb moment, like you say. It's it's the support network, isn't it? It's it's not just the person going through it, it's the line managers being aware, it's people at home. You know it's such a big thing so well done on on getting that past um yeah. at iss yeah. um so one of your special specialisms that i really want to talk about is this idea of cultural change which i want to delve into um i did a TikTok actually on the mckinsey 2022 um report and it got it, honestly it blew up all my other TikToks are just okay and then this one just went crazy with lots of opinions but in that mckinsey report um they talk about women's experiences in the office of belittling microaggressions, such as having judgment questioned or being mistaken for someone in a more junior role. And they also talk about conscious and unconscious bias. Um, what do you think companies can do to, to change a culture if, if I, I guess it's twofold? If they're aware that there's a culture that needs to be changed or whether they are changing the culture because they feel like they have to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a it's a massive uh, a massive question. And again, I think it depends what industry you're at in as well. Again, whether it's male dominated or not. From my experience, a lot of it is um, getting others to speak up. So again, it's making people understand their privilege. Um, and I do a lot of uh, work along sort of privilege. And again, uh, you know, you speak to a lot of guys, and they're a bit like, I don't understand this. You know, oh, it's hiring the best person for the job. You know. You know, treat everyone the same that's fine it's not about treating everyone the same that's the whole point isn't it again it's mm -hmm. that is that equity piece that people need different levels of support different levels of um um of, of changing the business but from my point of view again if i delve back into my early career you know it was quite blatant um issues i had on site again working in, in these male dominated environments i once was on again it was uh 
contaminated land is what I used to work in. So basically, yeah, I used to walk around in hard hat and rigger boots all the time, putting mud in a jar or water in a, in a bottle. Um, and that, and I absolutely loved it. I loved being out and about all the time. And again, I sort of did slot into that. It was that chameleon effect of slotting in with the guys and I could banter and yeah. it was, you know, and yes, I did enjoy it at the time. But looking at back some of the comments that I would have made and the language I've used, I would never have used that now. But there was one specific day where everyone found this very amusing. I was basically like hands and knees um, with mud, just trying to bail mud out of a manhole cover basically was what was happening for a mediation project. And this guy, little old guy walked past me and uh, he said, and he noticed, you know, I have short hair, shaved sides. This is what I looked like at the time as well in the hard hat. So I get mistaken for a guy all the time when I was on site. And he was like, oh, you're a woman. And I was like, yeah. And he said, um, oh, what are you doing this job for? Wouldn't you much rather work in a shoe shop? Oh, <laughs> I was like, this was like the worst thing to say to me ever. But everyone around me, my whole team, there was probably about 10, 15 people there, all just thought it was absolutely hilarious. There was no sort of like, actually, that's she's in charge of the site. She, you know, if she says this happens and this happens, there was no sort of like jumping to, uh -huh. to sort of, yeah, to, to reinforce who I was in that situation. So I think that's almost what companies need is that firstly to understand your privilege. And if those, any one of those guys on site had gone, you know, <laughs> mate, but actually, you know, and then, you know, put some elevation between, you know, about who I was, um, then that would, you know, it would, I think it would affect everyone. Absolutely. That's so, that, that exactly, did you, did you call that, did you call out his comment at the time or did you oh, just yeah. let it slide? No, I called it, I couldn't, I, I, I used to get the well, one time, so. what's in your call box? Is it sandwiches? Are you off for a picnic? It was all this sort of like, oh, what, you're in charge? Yes, no, I am in charge. It was all, it was constant all the time on those sites. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it was that sort of straw. Calling out, like... calling out behaviour is so important. That's come up. Uh, we did, I think, yeah, women in property, and there was head of uh, law at EG Garages, and she said she was in a meeting, and a man used sort of derogatory language. She didn't go into detail, and she said, in that moment, I thought, shall I call this out? Shall I call this out? And she just said, even though I was like, oh no, she did it in front of the whole room. Oh, well and 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 it, it, we talked about that that grassroots change that using your voice has these this ripple effect to make the change because the man in the room recognized hopefully and then you know the effect on everyone else so it's really important i think I, do, I almost used to push so far the other way so again because <laughs> i was you? the woman on site um and everyone like are you making the tea I, <gasps> I would never make tea yes even if i wanted tea i wouldn't make <laughs> it because it was almost like can you make the tea? No, I wouldn't. So it only when I really knew a team that I had that respect. And again, that we had that mutual, okay, that's fine. Then I would go and make them a cup of tea. But it was the expectation that, right, we're on site now. And they'd be tapping their watches. They'd be gasping. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Never. Not going to happen. I think I'd have been like you, actually, almost go so the other way that's what i'm like with the kids when they want something and i'm like no, well, no, absolutely no. Not. that actually came up in our survey international women's day we've got all these uh, comments from amazing women that are sharing their experiences and one was very senior in the board meeting um and asked to take the minutes and make the tea it's like what absolutely <laughs> just it's crazy it's just isn't it but it's still happening all the time yeah um so do you feel like you've helped shape the company ISS with the work that you're doing I mean I'm get, I guess you have massively I think, uh, I think they haven't had much choice <laughs> I, I bang on about stuff all the time um, and actually now having these employee resource groups I you know I was very clear when I took the role as well that I am one person with one voice and after a while it's going to get very boring 
So the fact of having these employee resource groups, each one has a co-chair, one from Ireland and one from UK, that now I, I delegate. So a lot of the, the, the talks, there's a lot of happening for International Women's Day, obviously in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we've just had World Cancer Day. I basically farm out, you know, we'll have a conversation about, you know, what we're doing as business, what the direction is, but then the voice is then from those chairs, from those employee resource groups to then spread the word. Because again, their perspective is going to be different to mine, you know, as, as is, you know, everyone's perspective yeah. is going to be different. But again, it, at least it's showing that that message is coming out. It's not just me, my voice, ISS, this is what we're doing. It's, 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 uh, it's across the whole business. That's a great idea. Um, and I, I think other companies could take that on board. What advice would you give to it? to other companies if, if a company came to you that really needed to like ramp up their commitment and their active approach to DNI, what 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 would be like top tips how could companies I, make change that's a good question I um if you ask anyone I'm literally not to 100 miles an hour I don't do <laughs> <laughs> I am and this is why my wife is brilliant because she's very measured so I get reined in quite a lot and, and I, that's the perfect combination for the two of us um but I would go for a a big hard hitting statement first, and that's why it worked really well for the menopause, um, because it was so uncomfortable, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what is she doing?" You know, we're, and I was getting senior men to have conversations with me as well on podcast formats, so that they were saying the words as well, which was then making it more acceptable for you know their teams. So it was making those safe spaces, that psychological yeah. safety. But that very quickly allowed us to tackle other topics. So we now talk about male suicide, we're talking about prostate cancer, we're talking about baby loss. These things are now easier because we've already done it once and we've broken the back of, we can now talk, and people talk about the menopause, oh, I hear about it on a daily basis, people's Yay! symptoms, their HRT patches, and it's great that they feel that they can they can open up and that's brilliant. But now again, we're, we're hitting those hard topics and, and actually to be able to hear people struggling and you know people showing their emotion in the workplace around things like male suicide is is amazing that people feel that they can be that open in that space and that allows us to give them the support they need through our employee assistance programs etc so we're, we're supporting and we're not just going okay hear what you're saying let's signpost outside the business and yeah. good luck with that mm -hmm. and it's not just a tick box exercise it's actually happening and that's it isn't it the conversations continue to happen if you're hearing the word menopause and you've done your job because when I, I do think this is coming up as, as well we're working with organizations um you know that want to recruit and attract more women in underrepresented industries and some companies do take a tick box approach yeah. tick, and then it goes in the drawer or it gets filed away and it's like actively doing the doing and mm. and like you say talking about it using those words that's great that you're doing the other initiatives like male suicide that is incredible yeah. And again, that piece you said, again, it's, it's nothing worse than a tick box. And again, the amount of times I've been gone through my career and it's been like, ah, she's a woman as well. Tick the box. And you know that you're just ticking a box. But then again, there's nothing around that. There's no sort of I'd never had an employee resource group or a, or a space yeah. again, being LGBT as well. That made it even more difficult in my early career. You know, I had two sort of, you know, do you tell people, oh, oh she's she's gay oh god like, again it's just was you know the amount of comments i used to get all the time was just horrendous but there's no support around that yeah that's the thing you know you should write a book have you read the book um this is going to hurt i think it's adam k and it's all of the things that he experiences as junior doctor as a lot of a junior doctor you should write a book that would be <laughs> amazing so i know we have to wrap up soon um one of your posts that i just wanted to um ask you about was um uh, well, all of your posts on LinkedIn are incredible. 
but I loved it when you recently said that someone referred to you as an influencer but not so much in a kind way and you said things like actually I am someone who now takes up space after decades of moving over for others someone that's found your voice learned to stand up for yourself and I just wanted to sort of end our amazing chat on this in that what you're doing is sort of paving the way for companies and for people to be more heard to feel like they belong can you talk us a little bit more about that comment and the, the subsequent post that you wrote yeah so again I think um yeah it was it wasn't a in a term of uh, you know influencer uh, yeah. um, and at the time I, I took offense to it but when I sort of reflected on it a bit more um again in my early career is that thing about coding and chameleoning yourself into the, the room and the shape that you're in and again I do think that benefited my career I, I can talk to anyone from board level to engineers in a, in a dirty basement like it, I can I can flex and have those conversations to get you know what what's needed out of the conversation so I, I am I wouldn't change anything about my career path I just am very aware that again from my experience of being sort of held back you know oh your delegation skills aren't the best or oh your report writing is not the best you know you're being sort of held in these you know so you're, you're squashing yourself to the detriment of probably my own career so now that I've got this sort of space to sort of spread my wings as it were I'm taking up all the space that I think I've I've never yes. taken before the last 38 years of space is now coming out so um again I think it's around that and this is something that we're doing a lot at ISS is around that vulnerability and that empathy and the amount of people in the business that are opening up about their own personal stories there was a guy recently who was telling us about his brother who had committed suicide you know people with really difficult backgrounds again for me sharing all the stuff that I've tried to hide quite a lot over the last however many years of being you know out in the industry the impact that has on other people and I get messages all the time from you know I'll put a post out about again mental health or about you know you know being out and about with my wife and not feeling I can hold her hand for example because of the environments we're in that obviously resonates with people and again it gives people that space that you've already had started the hard conversation and then they just have to fill in and give their opinion and nine times out of ten you know it's, it's lovely lovely comments and again people really championing and you will get the ones that you know do not agree at all and they are the polar opposite and they want to tell you that in many words but again I think that's part of it and again I've had to have quite a thick skin over my career anyway from you know again all these comments about working in shoe shops for example so again you know a bit of a you know water for ducks back uh trying not to take it personally but spurs me to carry on so yeah I literally post pretty much every day and I try and post on the most taboo topics that I've had experience of um to help other people yeah and you know what you do exactly that you you help me you help loads of others it's honestly um your posts are so refreshing and I literally look forward to them um because this sense of belonging as well like I have my kids have just turned eight and six um and we talk a lot about you know not having to be like other people and you know owning who you are like my little boy loves football and he wears like a little footballer band and oh. he gets comments like that's a girl's hair band and I've and then he stopped wearing it and I was like don't stop wearing it like you are you and I am me and I love this idea of um the more we talk about it the more it spreads doesn't it I talk about this ripple effect and same for kids and we I mean we could talk all day um <laughs> you know the whole you know how we raise our children and stuff but um 
honestly keep doing what you're doing the honestly the the work you're doing is inspiring and your LinkedIn posts are amazing. If you don't follow Kat on LinkedIn, you need to get your butt over to LinkedIn now and follow her. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you to find out what's happening at ISS or what you're doing, what's the best way? Uh, drop me a note through LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on it every day. So yeah, I will happily have a chat. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to see you. What a great interview with Kat this week. She is leading the way in the diversity, equality and inclusion space at ISS. And honestly, I can't wait to see where her career takes her. She's already already implemented some incredible policies. And uh, if you don't follow her on LinkedIn, I highly recommend. She is wonderful. Um, so thanks so much uh, to Kat for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget our a very unique careers and wellbeing platform is launching in May and I want you to be a founding member. I want you to think of it as a place where you can enhance your skills to make your career the best possible career um, and sort of plan it and scope it out for how you want your career to look. So I'm not saying you need to go you know aim high and be like on the board of some company in years to come but Think about the career that you want. So we're going to have lots of mindset content. We've got incredible experts. So there's going to be a series of masterclasses from confidence to women in leadership to how to write a CV, interview skills, salary negotiation, financial literacy, and then accompanying all of that incredible important content is the well-being side. So I think yoga, mindfulness, meditation, Pilates, women's health specific stuff. And it's going to be um, a space where you can network with other women, uh, speak to other women, connect with them, find mentors, and there's going to be monthly live sessions as well. So it's going to be a real community and I would love you to be a part of it. I'm so, so excited. Head to the link in the show notes, drop your name and email address um, in there and you will be the first to know when we go live thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe and follow and send the podcast to someone you think might benefit from a little listen because i need you guys to build this community and i couldn't do it without you thanks so much take care of yourselves see you next time